Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Live Free Creative, an intentional podcast with practical tips for living your life on purpose. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I believe in creativity, adventure, curiosity, and the magic of small moments. I hope that every time you listen, you feel empowered and free to live the life that you want. Hello, welcome back to Live Free Creative Podcast. This is Miranda Anderson, and you're listening to episode 178, Get Lucky. If you're listening the week this is released, it is St. Patrick's Day here in the United States. In Ireland, I'm guessing, maybe other places. I'm not sure how worldwide of a holiday St. Patrick's Day is. Over here, it's a day to wear green, to collect four-leaf clovers, to slide down the rainbow to your pot of gold and of course, to be lucky. I love the idea of luck. In fact, in a podcast that I did in my first season, I talked all about the advantages of optimism and how being optimistic can lead you to be lucky. In today's episode, I want to share four specific ways that are based in research and evidence-based practices around how you can actually cultivate luck in your own life. Before I dive into how to get lucky, let's do a quick segment called Notes from Nature. Here's a few things that you might not know about the four-leaf clover. They're everywhere right now for St. Patrick's Day, but they actually began as symbols of good luck in centuries-old Druid legends. And in the very early days of Ireland, Celtic priests believed that when you carried a three-leaf clover, you could detect evil spirits, and four-leaf clovers were magical Celtic charms said to ward off any bad luck. In other words, carrying a four-leaf clover or having one in your pocket means that you kept good luck with you. Four-leaf clovers are super rare. I remember times in elementary school searching through the grasses of our big play lot for clover, four-leaf clover. I'm sure what I was actually looking at were like broadleaf weeds, but I didn't know the difference. My friends and I would go through and count the leaves and see if we could get lucky and find a magical four-leaf clover. Every four-leaf clover is balanced out by about 10,000 three-leaf clovers. So the idea that you'll find a four-leaf clover certainly is absolutely lucky. 
and in possibly my favorite fun note from nature, fun fact about the four-leaf clover, this has less to do with the plant itself and more to do with culture and practice. It is said that if you find a four-leaf clover and you pass it along to someone else, that your own luck will double. I love the idea of not only collecting and seeking out luck and good fortune for ourselves, but as we pass it along, that it actually grows, multiplies in our own lives and in others' lives. How's that for a quick St. Patrick's Day note from nature? Let's get into these four proven ways for you to get lucky, increase your luck, feel more abundant, and like opportunities flow into your life without a lot of effort. (laughs) We're going to start with number one, which comes from some research out of Stanford by Mark Granovetter who talks about the importance of strengthening your network when it comes to cultivating good luck. He mentions that there is strength in your weak ties. So the idea of this is that you might know a small group of people, or maybe a large group of people. Think of the people you know, and that that is your kind of baseline network. But when you think of one step beyond that to all of the people that they know, That's the strength of your weak ties, not the people you know, but the people that they know, that they can connect to you. You can cultivate luck by strengthening your network, by throwing out there what it is that you're looking for, talking to your friends, mentioning to your family, making the direction of your dreams known, that that shows to bring up opportunity from one or two or three degrees of separation away. I know I'm working with a coaching client right now and we're talking a lot about how to get the job of your dreams. Like what does that look like? Creating the situation in which you're able to step into the job of your dreams. And a lot of what we've talked about is this idea of who do you know and who do they know and who do they know? And how does that word pass along? A lot of times when we focus on the strength of our network, of contributing to the connection that we already have with people among us and having reliance or trust in their ability to pass some of our needs or hopes or dreams along to the people that they know. When things fall into place, it feels like luck. It feels like, oh, I just happened to know someone. Can you think about some of the times in your life that you felt super lucky? Like, wow, something just popped up out seemingly out of nowhere and you felt like it was designed just for you you know you felt really you felt super lucky can you in some of those circumstances see or trace back that luck to a connection even if a distant connection a friend of a friend of a friend a family member of a sister of a cousin someone through a work email someone through some sort of a a, extended network connection it goes without saying just logically that the more links we have in our community the more easily we are able to be connected to opportunities and lucky possibilities that can pop up so this first one is just an invitation to pay attention to who you already know Recognize the abundance of your friends and family and their friends and family. And if there's something in particular that you're kind of hoping for or thinking about, make that 
known. Send an email or mention it to a friend or make sure that you're sharing about some of the the hopes and dreams that you have so that luck can find you through your own connections. Number two, you might roll your eyes out, but I love it. It is to decide that you are a lucky person. Decide that you're lucky. When Dave and I first got married, our motto for our family was expect miracles. We wanted to cultivate the idea that good things were coming, things that we didn't even know about, things that we couldn't have imagined were awaiting us around the next turn. There's research that shows that when you activate your superstition, even like carrying a lucky charm or tucking that four-leaf clover or lucky penny into your pocket, that that superstition activates your confidence in mastering the tasks that are in front of you, which in turn improves your performance and, of course, leads to more positive outcomes. When you feel like you're a lucky person, when you've decided that you're lucky, you have the superpower of superstition on your side. And it works for you in that added boost of confidence and optimism and that I've got this thinking. On the flip side, if you have the opposite thought, if you believe yourself to be an unlucky person, that lack of confidence can lead to a detriment in your performance and negative outcomes. So much of this luck has to do with our mindset and our belief in our ability to attract good things to us. And it's kind of funny because as much as it sounds kind of like magic and maybe you don't want to believe in magic, the research shows that believing in the magic leads to better outcomes. So the science backs the idea of superstition in this case. Believe that you're lucky and you will be more lucky. Expect miracles and you will see them in your life. One of my favorite examples of this is from a study that was done by Richard Wiseman from the University of, (laughs) this is a hard one, Hertfordshire, (laughs) Hertfordshire, I don't know. He had subjects count the number of photographs they found in a newspaper. And on one of the pages of the newspaper, in massive bold type, it says, stop counting. There are 43 photographs in this newspaper. And on a later page, he wrote in bold, tell the experimenter you've seen this and win 250 pounds. People in the study who had marked themselves, they had self-identified as lucky people ahead of actually participating in this experiment, were more likely to recognize these bold advertisements and to win the money, to take home that 250 pounds and to recognize right from the bat that there were 43 photographs. One of the comments that Richard Wiseman kind of pulled from this experiment was that people who are lucky or identify as lucky tend to be calm. They tend to be relaxed and are open to opportunities even when they're not expecting them. Where people who identify as unlucky or don't think of themselves as lucky happen to be a little bit more anxious, a little bit more neurotic, and that they stay closed off to opportunities even when they're right in front of them. Such an incredible example of how important it is to think of yourself as a lucky person. And that's something you can just decide. You can just decide today, this St. Patrick's Day 2022, I have become lucky and I'm going to be lucky from here on out. Number three is going to seem a little bit obvious given number two, 
Richard Wiseman, the one we just spoke about, also said that lucky people try stuff. Unlucky people suffer from paralysis analysis. They don't do anything until they've walked through every single scenario. And by then, other people have moved on. Where people who consider themselves lucky create, notice, and act upon chance opportunities. They start small, they try lots of things, they experiment, and they create luck through maximizing opportunities. When I think about this, I think about my mom who, whenever we're driving somewhere together, we go to park in a parking lot or at a restaurant. Sometimes it's tricky, and she, without fail, says there's always a spot in the front. And she circles around the front, and without fail, she finds a spot in the front. She looks for it, and she finds it every single time. There are times when I'm with her thinking, we, this is such a waste of time to drive along the whole front of the street. This is a super busy part of town, or this is a busy restaurant, and you know, undoubtedly, all of those spots are taken. And when I'm with my mom, those spots are always available. Another thing that it reminds me of is the luck of giveaways and of chance. For a long time on blogs and Instagram, there were regular giveaways. I think that it's not happening as much as it used to. However, I just hosted a great giveaway with two round trip tickets to anywhere in the United States and a bunch of other fun prizes. And I had seven lucky winners. The only people who become available to win a prize in a giveaway are those who enter. If you eliminate your possibility for luck by simply opting out, especially if the stakes are really low, you know, like entering your email or leaving a comment, something like that, if you decide I'm probably not going to win, so it's not worth it for me to enter, you have decided that you will not win because you definitely are not winning a giveaway that you haven't entered. It's really interesting to look back over I, I've mentioned on the podcast before, I had a streak of winning on Instagram giveaways. It's kind of hilarious. But because I had won one time, I was more willing to enter the next one and more willing to enter the next one. And at some point, it just becomes a numbers game. Like a statistical analysis means that the more giveaways you enter, the more chances you have to win, the higher possibility that you will be the lucky one. When you create opportunities and you're open and relaxed and you put yourself in the game, you have a chance to win. We've been talking about that a little bit in my household with my application for graduate school. When I turned in my application a few weeks ago, I said, well, I have at least now given myself the chance. If I'm chosen, you know, it's a, it's a competitive program to be accepted into. And so... I don't know if I'm going to get in or not. And if I do, I will feel really excited and really lucky for the opportunity to participate in this program that I've wanted to participate in. And I would not have been able to if I hadn't applied. Sometimes simply a matter of being open to the possibilities that are available, these chance opportunities that come up, that arise, putting ourselves in the line of luck, rather than stepping out of it, is all that we need in order to become more lucky. Number four is to turn your luck around. You can get more lucky by recognizing the good luck in some of your bad luck. The first thing that comes to mind when I consider this 
idea of turning your bad luck into good is when we had our major, major house flood in 2018. Most of you who are longtime listeners know the story. The long and short of it is that we had renovated this new fixer-up. We bought a house. We renovated it for about six months. We moved in and about four months later had a catastrophic accidental flood inside the house that destroyed about 80% of the house. In most of the house, we had to go down to the sheetrock or pull sheetrock off. We went down to the studs. The flooring upstairs had to be completely taken out. The entire bathroom was removed upstairs. These are all things that had been remodeled and that now needed to be remodeled again. There were a few scenarios in there. I mean, this the, the repair of that house, we had to move out for around six months. And the repairs took that long, plus more. We were in friends' basements for a little while. We hopped Airbnbs. We finally settled into an Airbnb contract for several months and then needed to move out. And the contractor hadn't finished yet. And so we had to live in a hotel for a couple weeks. Needless to say, this whole thing had so many disruptions and felt very unlucky. And it was it was actually so interesting to see other people's response to what was happening to our family because other people were worried about our luck. Said, you seem to be having really, really bad luck that these things just, you know, one after another within the framework of this flood felt really unlucky for other people from the outside looking in. While it was really difficult and very disruptive to our daily lives, we were able to recognize so many small pieces of good luck within the bad luck. And this is how we sustained ourselves and remained optimistic and feeling lucky, even as all of these really weird things were happening. The first one, immediately upon coming home to, you know, my ceilings raining, was recognizing that the kitchen which had by far the most work, the most investment, the appliances, the cabinets, all of that that had just been finished, that the kitchen was unscathed. That even though we did have to do so many other repairs, that would have been the most major one. It was the only room in the house that was completely unaffected by the water damage. The next little piece of luck that we recognized was even having recently moved to this place, to this new city, we had a couple good friends who were willing to take us in. So we were able to spend that first couple nights with some good friends who had space in their basement. We don't live near family and being able to just hop into someone's spare room for a couple nights didn't go unnoticed by us. It felt really lucky. We felt really connected to be able to do that. I think the biggest piece of luck or the silver lining that we found on this rain, you know, literal cloud of (laughs) rain (laughs) inside our house, the the thunderstorm in the ceiling is our Airbnb that we located for our long-term rental was in a different part of the city. It was in a part of Richmond called Church Hill, which is a really, really cool area, somewhere that we had considered moving as a family and then for a few factors decided to move into a different area. So the house that we lived in that had the flood and the house that we live in now are all in one particular part of the city and Churchill is another neighborhood about 20 minutes away that we were really interested in and has a whole different vibe and a whole different character and we felt like we got to have a short vacation in Churchill. We were living in a really cool Airbnb row home 
walking distance from an amazing Turkish bakery and from a great park overlooking the city and from a fun place to go get soda and sandwiches with our kids. We got to experience this whole different walkability and all of the fun restaurants around there and go on different walks and runs. All of this was paid for by the insurance, which was covering the whole flood situation. And when we look back on the results of the flood, we think of it as a hard but overarchingly positive experience, that our outcomes from something that was really difficult were actually really great. Living in a different place, being able to you know, renovate again, we felt lucky that we had friends to support us, we felt lucky that the insurance was able to cover it all. And so even though things were tricky, we could see the positive side of the bad luck. And I never took on that that identity that, you know, the house flooded and then to be honest, the Airbnb flooded and then we moved back into the house. There was another small flood before we got it all figured out. And, you know, I on that last one, I just said, okay, third time's the charm. Like it happens in threes, the third time's the charm and we're done now. We're done with floods. We've, we've done it. Lucky people don't dwell on what goes wrong. They notice what went well. Here's a quote from the book Luck Factor by Richard Wiseman. When things get tough, you've got two choices. You can either fold or you can keep going. Lucky people are very resilient. I remember talking to one lucky person that had fallen down some stairs and broken his leg. I said, I bet you don't consider yourself quite so lucky now. He said the last time he went to a hospital, he met a nurse and they fell in love now the two of them are happily married 25 years later. He said, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. So yeah, things can look bad now, but the long-term effect of this might be very, very positive. That's a very resilient attitude. Lucky people tend to have that sort of approach. So you're interested in getting lucky. Let me review these four points with you. Number one, cultivate your network. Don't underestimate the power of the people who know the people you know. Number two, decide you're lucky. Consider yourself superstitious. Engage in the confidence boost that comes along with that. Number three, look for opportunities. Stay open and relaxed and take advantage of those opportunities when they pop up. Finally, turn your luck around. Practice the skill of acknowledging the good that can come along with the bad. I definitely want to mention that I'm not talking about toxic positivity or trying to ignore hard feelings, difficult circumstances, or obstacles or things that have, in fact, gone wrong. It is healthy to acknowledge and accept and move through all of the different emotions that come along with the experiences that we have in our lives. And research shows that recognizing the good along with the bad, maybe it takes a little bit of time, maybe you work through it all a little bit, and recognizing that there can be lucky things even in unlucky circumstances will build you up, help you feel resilient, and create an overall attitude of being a super lucky person. 
As a final note, this comes from me. I don't know if it's backed by any research, but just an observation that I've had from my own life about feeling lucky. Something that has always been really helpful for me is to be really clear about what it is that I want. And sometimes that's easy for me and sometimes it's not. There's usually at least something that I'm clear about, even if I don't have, you know, my whole 20-year plan figured out or I don't have this big like purpose or overarching idea. There's usually some small things that I can identify clearly that I want to happen, that I want to move towards, that I want to experience. And the more clear that I can be with those desires, I feel like the luckier I am with attracting them into my life. This may kind of blur the lines into the idea of manifestation or the secret. The idea has always felt like luck to me when I'm interested in going on a trip to Portugal. I've made a mental note of that. I've written it down somewhere. And then into my inbox, I get a notification of super inexpensive round trip tickets to Portugal over my birthday. That feels like luck to me. How lucky. The place I want to go, the specific place that I've identified as somewhere I want to go and spend time has just popped up. How lucky. I have to mention that I get emails about flight deals like three times a week. The only ones that I've ever really paid attention to closely are those two places that I've already identified clearly are desirable to me. I don't feel like every single time I think, oh, I definitely want to go there. I definitely want to go there. It's only when something that has felt like a clear putting out there into the world, writing down, talking to a friend, telling someone about something that I'm excited about or hopeful for, that those opportunities pop up. So along with cultivating your network and deciding that you're lucky, and looking for opportunities with openness and turning your luck around, take a little bit of time and get clear on a couple things that you desire the way that you would like your life to look, what fun things are right around the corner for you. And then be sure to take advantage of them when they come along. Thank you so much for being here and tuning in today. I hope that this episode has felt light and fun and interesting and exciting to you. I thought that it'd be nice to just add a little bit of magic into the world this St. Patrick's Day. There's a couple quick things I want to make you aware of. These may be just the opportunities that you've been looking for. Creative Camp Deep Work Weekend is coming up April 20th through 24th in Southern Utah. There's a couple spots available for that, and I would love to invite you to join us. All of the details are online at livefreecreative.co slash camp. The other fun, absolutely magical retreat that I have coming up in the summer in July is in Newcastle, Virginia. It's grown-up summer camp. Come spend time in nature, spend time hanging out with new friends, learn some new crafts. We'll dive into some fun speakers and coaching and lunch and learns and great food, campfire songs. It's going to be amazing. And I'd love for you to join me. All of the details for Grown Up Summer Camp are online at livefreecreative.co slash summer dash camp. I hope to see some of you there. And of course, as always, I would love to invite you to leave a rating and a review of the podcast on iTunes, to share it with a friend, take a screenshot and share it on social media, and to make sure to subscribe if you're not already subscribed. I have fun episodes coming up every single week with simple applications 
of solid principles to help you live your life more on purpose, to feel more aligned and intentional, and to move in the direction of your dreams. Thank you again so much for being here. I can't wait to chat again next week. Same time, same place. See you later. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.